the percolator. We come in here and uh, we hang out for a little bit every week and we chat about things that uh, uh, have no real grounding or um, significance beyond whatever happens to be on our mind. What happens to be on your minds, gentlemen? Uh, I watch Stranger Things, the new season. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? I am finished with episode two, and I think I started episode three. I think. I've, seen, I've seen the whole thing. I've, yeah. I, I've, I've, like two days. <laughs> yeah. I watched the first episode Friday night, and then the next day, Angie and I just did absolutely nothing all day. And we, we watched the next eight episodes, I think. And, um, and then we're sitting there, and Angie just like, puts on season one and starts that. <laughs> and I think about towards the end of the first episode, I was like, I can't do this. And so I get up and I walk into the other room and I watch Mindhunter, which <laughs> I probably watched three episodes of that. It was a waste of a day, but uh, it was it was good. So was it too much Stranger Things to, to start over and watch the first season again? Or was it, did it not stack up having just seen the second season? Uh, no, it was just too much Stranger Things. Okay. I just the story had just wrapped, and the idea of going into another eight hours of it just—I didn't want to be there all night. But then I ended up watching. He went somewhere all else night. all night. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger Things is just one of those shows that I can't put my finger on why I love it and why it's so great. But I was not excited about it at all until the next season dropped, and then I watched all episodes within two days. And now I'm still like, that was really good, but I don't know why. Had you Wait. seen the first? Yeah, yeah. Watched all of the first one probably in two days. But Okay, so you, you had seen the first previously, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. See, I'm, I'm like the opposite. I can't, I can't put my finger on why I hate it. Yes! But- <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, I should be saying no, because that uh, brings us to a new segment we have <laughs> called Will John Hate It? where the three other regular hosts bet on whether or not John will hate it. And Adam just won $8. (laughs) Congratulations, Adam. Uh, I, I, maybe, maybe Adam gets $4 um, because I, my, the, the jury is still out on the second season, but I, I tried to rewatch the first season in anticipation of the second season and I couldn't do it. I got. I made it through the first the magic episode. Was gone. I felt really frustrated. Tried to watch the second one and just said, "No way, I'm not going to do it." So I like skipped ahead and rewatched the last episode and then started the second season. Yeah. And thus far, I think I stand by my assertion that Stranger Things should exist solely as a non-realized uh, trailer and. <laughs> TV spot only production. It should be like like the fake trailers in Grindhouse. Grindhouse yes. I think that's what Stranger Things should be. Yeah. Like I think they should run with that in every direction. Yeah. Like do radio spots and like manufacture prototypes of action figures and stuff. Like just go all out like it is a phenomenon, yeah. but don't ever actually create the show. I think you just you know, there are people who like um I don't know, epic poems, and there are people who like haikus. And you just want just the, the hint of it. You know, you want to yes. capture the essence. Anything after that is just a waste. So I, it seems to me like you, uh, from 
everything I've heard and talked to you about <laughs> that you love the idea of nostalgia, but when it's actually like put in front of you, you you're insulted. Reject it yeah. Like yeah. Right out. <laughs> yeah. I think that that there is a lot of accuracy to that. I, I think the way that nostalgia works for me is when it's, I, I feel the emotional resonance from it without it actually being consciously evoked. Yeah. So, you so I think like, like Donnie Darko is a nostalgic movie for me without like me thinking about it in those terms. You, you want to like remember something. You don't want someone to be like, here's that thing again. Yeah. 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 Or, or I don't like, I, I don't like things that are um, replicated or referenced without like a natural reason, you know, or or I guess it, it, it's fine if it's there as long as that's not what they're leading with, Uh you know, does that make sense? It can be like an underlying element, but I don't want it to be like the, the crux of a story or. Well, I, I feel like if anything resembles fan service, you're offended. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think that that's true. But the thing, um, the thing about Stranger Things and is that I think it's a really well-made story mm. and uh, your aversion to just that clear fan service in, in the show uh, would turn you off. I, th- there was a specific moment that this segment was created that this Will John hate it <laughs> when uh, the doctor played by Paul Reiser asks the kid what his favorite candy is. And I turned to Angie and I go, Reese's Pieces. And he goes, Reese's Pieces. And I'm like, John is going to hate this. (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately texted uh, Adam and Drew and got their opinions on it. So Were they all in uh, agreement? Uh, Actually, Drew said um, you would not mind it, I think was his words. And Adam, uh, basically I gave you one to eight odds. And (laughs) just to kick this off, I bet a dollar against you hating it. And Adam took that. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, congratulations, Adam. For what it's worth, I don't think I hated it until uh, the very end of the first episode. Okay. (laughs) So I made it it the whole way through. Was was that the Reese's Pieces scene? No, it was uh, the return of a particular character. Um, that I, I, my, my beef with it, actually, I'm, I'm not so bothered by the, um, all of the, the nostalgic references, uh, so much as I am what seems to be unnecessary exposition, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess it's, it's fan service, but in a different way, it feels like at this point in the second season that they're trying to answer every possible question that people had coming out of the first season, including detailing the actions of characters between those seasons that really don't matter overall mm-hmm. or don't seem to matter thus far. Yeah. That's another, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's fan service, but it, it's like, uh, it's not fan service in the, the um, cultural reference format. It's, simply giving people any possible thing they could want. It, it mm. feels a little bit desperate to me. Most people want answers to questions, but um, <laughs> you are a David Lynch fan, and uh, I can see that that is something that doesn't interest you. <laughs> I guess I just think like if you, you, you end one episode telling me that, okay, this is the way things are now, 
Mm-hmm. And then you immediately start the next episode explaining to me how things got there when really none of that narrative is actually all that interesting or important to, you know. On the, so I guess on the flip side of that, uh, when I was watching it, uh, Hannah, as soon as we finished the episode, she was like, well, what happened to them and how did they get here? <laughs> and so she is that person. Okay. That, like, all right. Every question must be answered for her to enjoy this at all. All right. Fair enough. Did she like it? Uh, she did. She okay. thought it was great. Good. Because they answered every question <laughs> she had throughout those nine episodes. There was one episode where something happened at the end, and uh, or something may have happened, and I go, "What happened to that character?" And then the next, we you know, we have to watch the next one. We're at this point probably like seven episodes in, so we're pretty much pot committed already. And so we started the next one, and in the first ten seconds, it shows you what happened to that character. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we can turn it off." If, if there's one thing they're exceptionally good at, it's the cliffhanger on the end of an episode when they know you're binge watching anyway. Yeah, sure. To get you to start that next episode, mm-hmm. and then get sucked in and watch the whole the whole series in you know two days. Yeah, the Duffer brothers were on a podcast this week and they were talking about how um, Netflix, when they were making the move from DVD to uh, streaming um, and they started planning their original content, they came up with this like binge thing before people had really realized that it was a thing because uh, they noticed that all the DVDs of movies would stay out for weeks at a time. But whenever anybody was watching a TV show, they'd be returning them quickly. Mm. And so, you know... um, Breaking Bad or whatever was cycling as fast as anybody could, you know, return it, watch it and return it. And so when they started doing original content, that was the first thing that, that they focused on was doing TV series. It's huh. interesting. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. It served them well, I think. Mm-hmm. So you've uh, both seen Mindhunter? Yeah, but I think we should save that for the uh, episode proper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it would fit in really well. All right. So, uh, what's been on your mind, Travis? Not much. Stranger Things, and then I watched Mind Hunter, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, shot that down. So, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, Netflix uh, really sucked me in these past few days, which I, f- I feel like they do a kind of a poor job of like spacing out their awesome content. Mm-hmm. Where like mm-hmm. I love Netflix and don't realize how I could live without it. And then I go four months and almost cancel it. But I know that something I love is coming out the next month. So I hold on to Netflix and then they suck me back in again. It's, That's probably the part of their science too. Yeah. They're it like sounds like they're doing out it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. String you along like long enough long that can you we stay let with Travis. It, <laughs> yeah. uh, more and more. I do think like I am there target demographic like i'm exactly who they want is someone that will hold on to it it, like just hoping for something i love every four months and that is enough but not abandon them when you're not fulfilled yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) like they know exactly how long until i'm like maybe i should cancel that and then i'm like but this thing's coming (laughs) like i'm yeah that person exactly I may be that person now for HBO. I've reacquired HBO to start rewatching The Wire recently, mm-hmm. and uh, in, in doing so, like um, Chelsea had wanted to watch the show Divorce with uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker, Parker and Thomas Hayden Church, Wings. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was pretty good. Um, we also watched Big 
Little Lies. Yeah, how's that? Is that it? I was like the Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's never heard of it before. <laughs> uh, that I don't know. It it's um, it it felt very pretentious to me, and uh, I I I didn't like it. I, I'm glad it exists, but uh, I, I I don't know. I, I came out of it thinking again there was some needless material there that it mm-hmm. would have been served better um, in a shorter form, maybe. So I did also watch the David Pumpkins Christ, uh, Halloween special that Saturday Night Live put out. Did either of you watch that? I watched it last year, I think. So they I, did I an do animated Halloween special oh, I didn't with hear about David this. Pumpkins, the character from the skit from Saturday right. Night Live. And um, it is like just on the cusp of being really dumb, but it's really entertaining. Like it's hmm. it's worth the 30 minutes of time, it's, the 20 minutes you'd have to devote to watch it. Totally worth it. And they are making fun of the character and... Every time you you know you think something's obvious, they kind of like turn that corner on you. It's it's narrated by Peter Dinklage. It's it's <laughs> awesome. It's worth like twenty minutes. So that's cool. That's interesting because I think when it when that came out, there was a lot of talk about how there's just a bunch of naysaying about how whenever SNL expands their skits to full length things, that it, it always fails. I mean, he he doesn't need a movie. Like it right. doesn't need to be the next Wayne's World or whatever. Like yeah. it's. It was great for a 20-minute animated special. And Tom Hanks apparently loves the character immensely. Like, thinks it's one of his greatest accomplishments <laughs> is being David Pumpkins. Uh, he took an online quiz, which uh, historic Tom Hanks character are you? And of all of his Oscar-nominated performances <laughs> and Oscar-winning no- like characters, he got David S. Pumpkins. So, yeah. That's great. It, yeah, check it out if you are completely bored and done watching everything you've ever wanted to watch, watch the David. And you don't want to restart. Yeah. You don't want to watch stranger (laughs) things again. Um, I I got one more thing. I just got a switch. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I, you know, I've heard great things about the last, the latest Zelda game and a Nintendo switch, the new system that came out maybe a year ago. Um, but the new Mario The game. one that's so good you'll like stop playing basketball yeah. game and start playing <laughs> a basketball video game yeah, so on la- the court. Last <laughs> night I was playing it on my roof and I saw a party going on <laughs> across the street. I took it over there and I played over there. Um, but yeah, the new Mario game came out and I hadn't really been uh, paying attention to it before the release, but I just saw some videos of it and remembered like how good the... Play control in Mario is just incredible, and it has been since like Super Mario Brothers. When you know, at the time, Donkey Kong would run, and it was almost like a binary thing. When he jumped, it was like dick dook, and then the, just the the lean that Mario does when he is running in the inertia. I think they like invented something new there and made platformers something fun. Mm. Um, but you know, Mario Three, they had flying and Super Mario World, and then I kind of fell off for a while. And the new one just looked great like it just had this freedom and um, I so I ended up getting it I played it for like 10 minutes last night um, it, incidentally if you're ever going to go target shopping the best time to do it is Halloween night uh, <laughs> not a soul in the store um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I started playing it, and I go into the menu, and the like. There's basic moves, advanced moves, uh, super advanced moves. I don't know, but I click on basic moves, and there's literally like 25 moves. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty in depth. I only got a little bit of a feel for it, but it's not so much that it's like, um, you know, uncontrollable, and you don't even know what you're doing. But the the more you play it, I I hope the more, um, you know, fun you can have with it. I guess, but mm. yeah. So I'm I'm really thinking about getting a Nintendo Switch. I've been talking about it for a long time, which is how I make decisions. I talk about them for like a year, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm actually going to do that thing. <laughs> um, just because Nintendo seems to be going all in on it, um, mm-hmm. they're getting rid of the Game Boy, and they're going all in on Nintendo Switch. So they've talked to like some of their uh, biggest franchises, like Monster Hunter and uh, Pokemon is coming to the Nintendo Switch for the first time. They're not going to be on game boy anymore so be- I, I mean i i have a coworker that every time i walk by his desk he's playing pokemon <laughs> so i bet he's gonna buy a switch <laughs> okay yeah well <laughs> no it's uh for a long time it seemed like Nintendo did certain things on the console well, and they did certain things on their mobile platform well. And I don't know, to me, it's really interesting that they're merging these two and they're saying, you know, this is where we, you know, kind of combine these two roads. But at the same time, I worry about the Switch uh, with the same thing I worry about all Nintendo platforms is it's novel and it's different and it's a new way to play. But when it comes down to it, are the good games actually going to come to the Nintendo Switch? Or will you still need, like, the PlayStation or the Xbox to get... To play certain things? Yeah. yeah. Well, I again, I think they did a good job of merging the best of both worlds. Because the new controller, um, you can use very similar to the Wii controller. Um, but they sell a Pro controller. And the, the regular one has all the buttons that come mapped to a PlayStation or an Xbox controller. And I think that's the main thing is that they have to just make that so that you can port it easily and not like be losing something from the menu or, yeah. Um, So I think that they can do that, but then um, are they going to be making Call of Duty or whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel any closer to your decision? After having said no, that, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all the like pros and cons of what's going to happen. Is I know that a game will come to Switch, and I'll be like, I've got to have it. And Nintendo, if they do one thing well, is it's they have some franchises that are on Nintendo and not on anything else. So right. mm-hmm. you know, Zelda, Mario, you can't play that on PlayStation. So, yep. When just, I made the decision, I was like, if I buy this for just Mario and Zelda, will it be worth it to me? And it was like. That's that's how good those two games are. Huh. That seems like a good threshold. Uh, I am uh, about to board a boat for a long time. Yeah, you're not going to be here next week. I'm not. Where are you going? Uh, I'm circling the Caribbean. Whoa. And hoping that there's some port that is not storm-ravaged. <laughs> <laughs> I, my uh, uh, my parents are celebrating their fiftieth uh, wedding anniversary, wow. and they wanted to do it in the form of a family trip, mm-hmm. and they settled on a Caribbean cruise. Have you been on a cruise before? 
Um, I have. I've actually, I've, I've been on a few cruises. Um, have you been on a Disney cruise? Not an official Disney cruise. Oh. I went on a cruise on a secret. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney cruise. The Disney I want Disney you to know about. <laughs> it was a Universal Studios cruise. <laughs> uh, no, they used to partner with a, um, a cruise line called Premier, I think. Mm-hmm. So it was officially Disney sanctioned. It just wasn't owned by Disney. It wasn't operated by them, but they branded it like the Disney cruise experience. Hey, it's Nicky Mouse. I'm a mouse. <laughs> How you doing? Ronald my friend, Duck. Ronald Duck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm kind of my, I have some, some apprehension going into this. Um, partially based on my last cruising experience, which uh, was a two-week trip to Hawaii uh, in which I developed a mysterious illness immediately upon boarding and did not shake it until we got back. Mm. Was it, uh, it wasn't seasickness? No, no, it was, uh, it, it was like a cold, um, like the flu, but seemingly not diagnosable, um, I went to the ship uh, medical facility. Was and it Doctor Nick? <laughs> <laughs> they they tested me. They thought it was influenza. And they tested for that, and then they tested me for uh, strep. And they were like, I, the the direct quote from the doctor was like, uh, "Well, you came back slightly positive for strep," <laughs> <laughs> which I think to me says that they didn't really know, but right. they were just like, "Here's some drugs, and hopefully that works. Yeah. If not, sorry." I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> he then like dons you, like a some kind of costume and starts dancing in the, <laughs> in the lounge. <laughs> if you got anything remotely contagious on a cruise ship, I imagine they lock you down and do not let they you out. They do. Yeah, they they will quarantine you. Um, they ask you to immediately take yourself to the medical facility if you have any kind of um, uh, issue that seems contagious. And then they just fire you like a torpedo out of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that that was like a, a a pretty bad experience. It was like the the worst feeling I think I've ever had sustained over the longest period of mm. sickness ever. How long was it? Two weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I still don't know what happened. But assuming the, the the flip side of that is that this cruise likely can't be any worse than that experience. Mm. That's a very uh, good way of looking at it. <laughs> Have you ever seen Speed 2? <laughs> it could be worse than watching Speed 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'll be um, the next time you guys are steeping. Well, have fun. Thank you. And congratulations to John's parents. Good night, John's parents. Good night, John's parents. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's a, that's a good... Percolating, good percolating, guys. Yeah, well done, uh, Travis. I guess uh, we'll uh, let you go so you can deliberate some more on uh, your uh, switch status. Okay, I and appreciate it. Nick and I can go play his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>